Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Ryan Holiday is a writer, media strategist at 19 years old, 19. He dropped out of college to apprentice under Robert Greene, who was the author of The 48 Laws of Power. Then he went on to become a director of marketing for the American Apparel Company. Ryan's creative ability and agency is called Brass Check. It's advised all kinds of clients like Google, for example, and some other prominent best-selling authors, including Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, who's been on the program. Here's Ryan Holiday on Coast to Coast. Now, he was back with us eight years ago. You were on the show, Ryan. It's a long time. Yes, thank you. It's, it's very good to be back. Trust me, I'm lying. <laughs> You've been in the media business now for how long? Um, since I was 19, so so over a decade now. My gosh, my gosh. And you've seen it all now, haven't you? I've seen too much, let's put it that way. Well, let's talk a little bit this half about uh, media manipulating, then we'll get into conspiracy. Sure. But uh, what is the point to manipulate the media? What's the goal when companies and individuals, politicians... I'll do that. Well, the, the media has access to the people, right, to, to public opinion, uh, to, to, to the masses. And so this is incredibly attractive to someone, if you're a politician, if you're uh, a business person, if you're uh, <clears throat> someone trying to, to, to direct policy or, or anything, right? The, the, the public is, <coughs> is where it's at. There's, a, there's an old line that America... Is a company? Uh, America is a country ruled by public opinion. That's right. And therefore, what has access to public opinion really rules the country. And so, so media is the is the thing that everyone is scrambling to control, to exert influence through, and and uh, not everyone is willing to play by the rules or to to sort of leave this to chance. And so, manipulation is a is a way to get that opinion over onto your side. What has social media, Ryan, done to all of this? It's probably made it even worse and even better and easier to manipulate, hasn't it? Yeah, we, I think we thought that social media was going to be this democratizing thing, this thing that made it fair, that distributed power more evenly. But in fact, it probably made us more susceptible to manipulation. In, in, in one sense, it, it, made, it turned us into the mob. Right, not not the mafia, but the yeah. the, the, the crowd, uh, the the people who are who are prone to flights of fancy and 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 in extreme sort of fluctuating opinions. And you know, you, you see this in the 2016 election, obviously. Uh, not to make a partisan point, but but what what Russia has 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 worked to do is to sort of try to put fake opinions out into the world to get other people to engage with those opinions, to propagate those opinions. Um, and this is really no different than what companies do uh, and, and domestic politicians do, do every day. They want us to, they, they want to sort of, uh, let's say we're the, the herd of cows. 
they want to create the stampede in a certain direction and 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 they're they're they sort of send the cows going this way or that way <laughs> and we follow yeah they want to put their own spin on things now is is that wrong well i i suppose it depends on what direction it's sent in right um if if it's uh and i think everyone attempts to to say that the ends justify the means here. Oh, we're trying to get people to do this, which is good. We're trying to do people to do that, which is good. Or we're trying to prevent people to do X, Y, and Z, which which might be good. Um, you know, I I think uh, we've got to get realistic about the fact that marketing it marketing is inherently a deceptive practice. If you think about it, right? Marketing is trying to get someone to buy something that they wouldn't have bought otherwise. Right. Hopefully, you're trying to get them to buy something that's legitimate and, and, and it's, it's worthwhile. But a lot of times, it's not. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, marketers might push back on that. But if the people were going to buy it anyway, then, then why are you marketing, right? Why are you lighting it on? Why would you be lighting money on fire uh, if, if if this thing was going to happen without your sort of intervention and and so political advertising then is a form of manipulation. I mean, think about uh, think about the marketing that we see when we watch sporting events, whether it's uh, you know the the national anthem, which which is sponsored by the U.S. military, or recruiting commercials which are run uh, during sporting events. These are trying to get people to join the armed sure. forces. And 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 that's not. I don't. I, I personally, I don't think that's a bad thing. But you're essentially getting people to. This commercial is attempting to motivate you to put your life on the line for an idea or a nation, and that is a form of of propaganda in, in the most sort of basic sense. We have a very uh, stringent policy here on this program that if you hear my voice on a product, I have uh, tried it, am trying it have yeah. used it uh, in order to do that. There, are, there have been many times our sales department, Ryan, has come to me and said, hey, what do you, will, will you endorse this product or this product? And I'll say, no, I don't, I don't do that. I, 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 that's not me. Uh, I, I just have never done that before. I'm not going to. And, uh, and it falls by the wayside. And, and it's important to know, too, like overt advertising is probably the easiest to recognize. But what about when you're reading a news story and there's an expert quoted in there? Uh, it's important that people remember that that didn't necessarily just happen, right? Uh, that journalist didn't necessarily come up with that story idea on their own. They didn't select this uh, expert on their own. There could have been a highly paid publicist that was lobbying and pitching the the reporter to write a certain story with a certain angle that that came and said, "Hey, look, this is the person I'd like you to talk to." And the journalist said, "The journalist again wasn't going to do that, but because of this, 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 this manipulation, this it, this attempt to to create influence, uh, the public is then given a, a piece of information and they read it and they think about it solely as you know an article in the New York Times or a story on CNN or Fox News." but they don't realize really how the sausage got made and and that there was uh that that, that often you know the the tail is wagging the dog so to speak 36 years ago for 3 years I was in corporate public relations 
you know, dealing with major corporations in the, in the greater St. Louis area, Anheuser-Busch and, you know, Ralston Purina and companies like that. I'll tell you a funny Monsanto story in a second. But, you know, it was our responsibility, our jobs to make that company look good. And, you know, we would send out video news releases of the company and things like that. And the media, in many cases, would pick it up. And so we would get our story told uh, as far as what we were trying to get across. And uh, the media was very acceptable to that. But funny story, I mean, jump ahead. Here I am now knocking Monsanto's GMOs, genetically modified foods, and things like that. But during my public relations days, one of my campaigns was I had to promote uh, a new life sciences center that Monsanto had come up with. Sure. And I got the media there from all over the planet. I mean, it was a gorgeous facility, but they were doing genetic modification then. I, I had no idea. And, and, and now I'm so opposed to GMOs. Uh, but, you know, I was, uh, I was part of introducing the planet to their life sciences laboratory, basically. Well, it's interesting. One of the things I talk about, and trust me, I'm lying, is just how much news is exactly the scenario you just talked about, right? Like, why is it, uh, why is it that we turn on the news and we hear about the premiere of a new movie or the, the 50th anniversary of, of this or that or the new hiring of this or that? These are these things that really are not news, but they are made, they are dressed up as news because the news has to fill so much time. I mean, it's difficult. And then companies try to take sort of ordinary things that they do and dress them up with press releases or, or, uh, or, or sort of news hooks. We call them pseudo events. These are events. The opening of this laboratory you're mentioning, uh, would not be an occurrence or notable except if the media covered it, right? It's just, Businesses are open or they're not open, right? right. Um, but but what the what what marketers do and publicists specialize in is taking an ordinary everyday occurrence and spinning it in such a way that the media shows up and says, you know, think about a ribbon cutting. What is it? A, a, a ribbon cutting does not happen unless there are cameras there, right? It's not like the building needs to have a ribbon in front that's then cut with giant with scissors. with two people watching, right? Yeah, these are. The press conferences. These are uh, Apple uh, Apple computers. Every year they have their big uh, sort of press conference where they reveal their new product, and people eat it up, and they don't realize that this is this is fake, right? This is this is the definition of fake news in some way, not in the in the sort of outwardly false way, but fake in the sense that nothing is really happening except for publicity is being dressed up as hard news. And we eat it up, and we don't realize that we're being sold something. Two politicians were talking with each other. One elected, one was defeated, and the elected one said to the defeated one, what happened to you? And he said, I screwed up on a slow news day. And that's, yeah. you know, that's so evident. The media, it depends on the day, on the moment. You know, the tragedy in Parkland, Florida, for example horrible story uh and nothing else took precedent that day sure you know if, if for some reason somebody wanted a news conference to make a major announcement about something that story was not going to get covered that day uh, and events really drive the media china has done ryan an amazing job not for necessarily the good to put a to quash um 
social networking and and media, if there's stories they don't like, they shut things down instantly. Well, that's again, we we thought social media was going to be this democratizing thing, and in some respects, it's made totalitarian regimes actually. Uh, function better because now they can monitor where, where people are, what they're doing and saying and thinking. Uh, and, and, and this is, this is really scary. I mean, I, I would, I would think, uh, you know, uh, nobody thought, Hey, uh, that, that, that these tools were going to empower, uh, a Russia or a China or a Turkey or, or, or any of these countries, but that's, that's more or less what's happened, and, and so that should, that should give us pause here at home. And, you know, that next time you feel that itch to pull up Twitter or Facebook, you might go, um, why, why am I doing this? Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.